Hi, welcome to The Megan Jenkins Show. I'm Megan Jenkins. Joining me today is a stand-up comedian and an employee of the Hollywood Improv. He's a great performer, a cool person, and he has one of the best names ever. Everybody, Naz Janice. And we are rolling with Naz Janice. What's up, Naz? No, I mean I'm literally rolling as Pops and fucking Molly's right now. <laughs> fucking tripping. That's the best guess. Buckle up. I've seen Naz Janice at Hollywood Improv. And where else do you perform? A lot in L.A. Others. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> et cetera. Um, I'm all over the greater uh Southern California, Southwestern region, Laughs Tucson, Irvine Improv, Ha Ha Comedy Cab, mostly just the biggest clubs in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You, Naz has, I was telling him earlier that one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard he tells, and he talks about drinking a lot, you like to drink. Yeah, (laughs) I like to have a cocktail from time to time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, by the way, we're at the Harp Inn in Costa Mesa. Shout out to the Harp. And they have a bar. I wanted to mention this, actually. (laughs) I thought it was funny because I showed up to this uh, podcast an hour late and then immediately had, like, two beers and a fucking mixed drink. (laughs) So I'm the definition of unprofessionalism. The fact that anyone's interviewing me, I think, is cool. No, I'm super excited. I barely barely got this recording started. So So you, you have... You have a couple good stories about drinking. Like, you've been doing comedy since, what, 2009 or so? 2009. That's awesome. Furthermore, I actually started on public access. Before I got into stand-up, me and my friends had a public access show all through high school. So we were on TV uh, in our local town uh, from, like, uh, 14. So it must have been, like, 2005, 2006 or something like that. Are these the deem deem tours? What did you call yourself? Well, well then, well then we had that was like we was like ten of us on the public access thing, and then uh, then two of us, well three of us split off, and our initials were DMT, which also we're also hugely into fucking drugs. Yeah, I thought it was because of that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No. Awesome. And, and then so then one of those guys quit. And then we got another guy, and his name was Dustin, Dustin Creature. Uh, that's Creature with a special K. That was one of his jokes. as an old fucking joke. <laughs> but, uh, and cool then name. that guy quit, and then our other friend quit, and then it was just down to me, and then our other friend joined back up. So it was like, we then we became the Deemsters, which is like, <laughs> sh- it's like shorthand for DMT, but also we were just like, still doing drugs <laughs> but you know it's uh give or take i don't know what the fuck. Awesome. well i'm actually i met one of your friends and he was pretty cool at the improv that one night dylan he wasn't one of them though he was the guy that quit initially oh, no he's kidding. the guy that's the first fucking guy that was like because we were doing the public access we were in uh we had media class in high school, so we were doing all types of sketches and stuff. Uh, we filmed a, like in even one of our Spanish classes, we were supposed to come up with like a five-minute, you know, short skit about uh, 
uh, you know, Spanish and you have to hit X and X things. And then we just made like this 30 minute retarded movie. That's awesome. It was like half in English. It didn't accomplish the assignment at all. But we did like way more than anyone else. That's fantastic. <laughs> they like turned it, no, they turned it into the counselors. Really? They're like, I think these kids are fucking retarded. That's so funny. Why? Like what kind of scenes are you doing? Um... Well, it was just like that absurd kind of like Family Guy humor where it's like, this joke has gone on for like fucking 10 minutes. There's, <laughs> there's a huge section of it. Like, it's a song called Little Joe by uh, Soundgarden. Okay. And it's like five minutes long. And so we just <laughs> played the entirety of that song and did a montage of like, it's a chase scene. And we showed it in class. Everyone else is getting up and doing like live like... Hola, como esta? And they're doing, like, actual, like, what the assignment required. And then they played our thing, and then five minutes into it, we get into this long chase scene. And the rest of the class is like, do we have to watch all of that? It's fucking stupid. That's so amazing. And then, so, anyways, the point is, the guy you met at the improv that came with me, honestly, yeah, I swear Dylan. to God, that guy's a fucking shaman. Dylan is he, rad, uh, and he had a rad outfit on. Like, I loved his pants. I loved his shirt. He's got great hair. Dylan is legit. He's from the other world. I believe that. He, In a uh, good way. He, uh, I, I was telling you about this the night you met him. He'll do shit like uh, work the fire watch for the Forest Service. So, basically, he's getting paid to camp out. Mm -hmm. Make, like, 600 bucks a month. And then take that $600 and go down to South America for, like, six months and just live like okay and uh trip wow he's from the other but that was the first guy that was like at fresh out of high school right after we the summer we graduated he was like i'm thinking about going down to the local comedy club <laughs> and uh and was he funny were you like he was he, he was one of the funniest people i ever uh actually i'm gonna tell you that he i still do one of his bits that he doesn't he never did because he never he he never actually did comedy. Interesting. He uh, he it was like if you go down there, I'll go down there. And mm -hmm. he had some jokes. He was writing he was writing shit. And I was like I don't know you know because like yeah oh, fuck it if you go down I'll go down. And uh, we called in and they're like you have to be eighteen to go up. So we waited until like later in the summer when we both turned eighteen. Mm -hmm. Went down there and uh, he never fucking went. I, he was like <laughs> I had a friend like he, that. It's the worst. He's like, if you go in and tell me it's cool, and then I went and I was like, no, it was super fun. You should do it. He's like, nah, I'm not doing it. But one of his jokes, I still fucking use. Just I'll even say this in conversation. It's so funny to me. Where just like out of nowhere, you're just having a conversation, and then you go, I just got the drip. I still say that shit. But yeah, Dylan's a fucking. So, from so, the other world. So he doesn't work then. He just he just lives. He's life. yeah. That's rad. He's like a actual fucking drifter. That's super cool. And the happiest person I know in the world. Yeah, he seemed like he looks into your soul when fucking, you talk to him. I swear to God, he said this as a joke, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Where uh, the night you met him, I fucking murdered yeah you and did great that night i did something else with him too oh 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 this is kind of cool so then two nights later i did another show while he was still in town in el segundo so he rolled with me from hollywood to el segundo and uh watched me do another show and uh this time it was a little bit of a different set because i was doing like tv clean trying to impress this guy to get on this show mm -hmm. 
and uh, shout out to Graham Elwood, and uh, I fucking did good on that one too, doing a similar set, but like the cleaned up version, and I was like, I only did five instead of twelve, and then uh, he jokingly was like, yeah man, I'm your good luck charm, and I was kind of like, actually... I think you brought some of that magic from the fucking rainforest right? back up here. Because then I, they did give me the show. and I Wow, it. congratulations. Yeah, it was fun. That nice. was a fun one. That's really cool. So speaking of work, you work at the Hollywood Improv. Fucking five years deep, baby. That's a rad job. What exactly do you do there? I've literally done everything there. I started as a dishwasher. I've bust tables door guy i'm currently a waiter in the little restaurant area out front but i was a waiter in the showroom for a little bit too but uh i hate that shit so they really? took me off yeah do people tip well during then because mostly everyone's just paying attention to the show so it they're not all depends on who's going up mm-hmm. so if you get like uh there's this uh podcast they come in and it's like super political and they're all very like liberally kind of guys oh ken gars and and uh, Kengar and uh, I forget who else, but we the people. Well, I, right? I that well that's a separate one, but oh. also Michael Malone. I think you're talking about it's Kengar and Mike Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to Mike Malone. Met him in laughs before I ever moved to LA back in like fucking 2010 or oh, something. Oh, rad. Like that. So cool. I, I love those guys, but uh, no, the one I'm talking about is like weirdly popular. Podcast. I don't know how they got so popular, but uh, the Megan Chan show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plug? What do you call that? Fucking. Okay, uh... There's a comedy pop up. Well, the thing that the thing Where's it's it's of? called Love It or Leave It. I'm not really trying okay. to give them a shout out, but but uh, they their <laughs> their fans pay well because they're like they seem like they have their lives together. Okay. And then other shows like uh, a lot of fucking people are a bunch of scumbags. So you get that. And then uh, there's a lot of stuff like uh, when uh, they do. Uh, like Death Squad Secret Show, they get Joe Rogan and stuff like that in there, and those guys, oh, like their fans, I'm saying in particular, just drink their ass off. So they're always tipping. So it's like oh, it, that's rad. it totally depends on who's going up and that nice. kind of thing. So one night you might make twenty dollars, one night you might make a hundred. You know, that's so cool. Also, I do like the most minimal work there. I'm sure <laughs> the guys in the in the showroom that are actually busting their asses probably make like two hundred on a good night, but. You It all depends on You people. you have a great stage presence. Thank you. Like you are so good up there. And you're really Thank you. You have smart jokes, like you use big words and stuff. <laughs> like you can tell you read books. That's cool. I just I just where do you get a lot of ideas from watching these other people perform? I mean cuz you you don't have any jokes that are like anything. That's awesome. That Thank I've you. I've seen from anyone else and they're just I, uh... You're a fascinating human. I, uh... Well, I really, I really, really have been a huge fan of comedy my whole life. So I really try not to do anything that, in my mind, sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah. But also I try to blend it with, you know, I try to make it palpable. But, uh, watching the fact... I've gotten to watch so, like, hours and hours and hours of, like, the greats. The greats. Yeah. And uh, not just like the the critically acclaimed like oh we love this guy because he's the hit new hip comic to love, <laughs> yeah. but the guys that have sold fucking millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching 
And but but you know maybe they're not critically acclaimed. And everyone's like, oh, I don't like that guy. Well, he sold millions of fucking records. So right. watch his watch him go up every night. Yeah. You might pick up a little something. And so I think being able, having the ability to watch a lot of different people that are great in different ways and stuff helps. And then also like I always. Uh, me and my friends kind of shoot the shit about this a little bit where uh, like when you hear older comics talk about like I got into comedy I snuck into my dad's closet and I listened to those Richard Pryor albums Yeah, I didn't grow up off of like one or two classic albums I was watching Comedy Central like all I did was just stay in my room and watch Comedy Central on Adult Swim for like five years straight that's awesome and so yeah I mean that's this is literally... I'm glad you say you think I'm good, because this is, like, pretty much all I can do. <laughs> I have no other skills. No, you're, you're really good at it. Thank you. have you. a natural... And it's funny, because even if some of the jokes you tell don't always hit with the audience, like, it's just the delivery in it. It's still so professional. <laughs> Thank and you. And so clean that it doesn't matter. I thought you were going to say the opposite. Like, even if it doesn't hit, it's fucking crazy, so... No, well, I mean, it's interesting. You're just... You're interesting. Like, I want to know... Like, you must... Do you read a lot? I really don't. Really? I'm a fucking ignorant person. When I, when <laughs> I, I just watch, watch your... a lot of YouTube, and I read the internet headlines. Yeah? I mean, it's just when I was watching your set that one night at the improv, I thought that you, like, sat at home with a dictionary and, like... What's the new word for the day? I mean, because it's... You're just intelligent. You Thank you. intelligent jokes. You bring up points that should be thought about sometimes that no one's really talking about. That's... I think and that's... you do it in a cool way. Thank you. I think that's really all I try to do is uh, take it from... Uh, whether you see the obvious joke, you'd say, you know, you could put X and X and X together and then your premise, set a punchline, that kind of thing. And then what I would... What I like to do is where the rest of people would say, all right, this is the, where the punchline ends. This is the joke. Then I say, no, of course that's the punchline. Everyone knows that's the punchline. But what's, then you got to twist it one, yeah. the, twist it one more time. Yeah. And what's that about? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm fucking a good, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a good person, but. <laughs> no, uh, the fact that you do that, because that's what I like. But that's why I, I, tr- I try. It's a I try. surprise. Whoa, this conversation's so good, I'm getting high just listening to it. Talk about a secondhand conversation. You're listening to The Megan Jenkins Show. Please go ahead and find Megan on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and wherever media you can, just so you can listen to this show. It'll get you high. And now, back to Naz Janice and The Megan Jenkins Show. And so some of, some of your other jokes that you tell that I really, really like, like the one that you say, I don't want to drink alone. <laughs> I'll, I'll wreck it if I tell it. But like you talk, you do talk about drinking a lot. And it's funny because I used to, I talk about this a lot, but I used to drink all the time. It's classic too. Also just for whatever, something about the chemical compounds of alcohol just makes you have funny stories <laughs> or just think funny. There's just like, yeah, like you ran around the block three times once to avoid a what you thought was a walking DUI checkpoint. Yeah, that's not that's a, <laughs> it was just cops talking to people. That's a true story. <laughs> that's funny. That's a 1000 percent that sounds like, like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, no, nah, you could never really do it. No, me and my old writing partner Dustin 
uh, fake name creature. Uh, we were uh, on eight hits of acid. And I also like to say as a joke, like uh, that seems like a lot. I, oh, it's a, it was a, it I was, never did. Acid, it was but... it was too much. <laughs> but uh, I like to say like because uh, I'm from Tucson, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's a college town. They have the U of A down there. So I'm like, I went to the U of A. I never went to school there. I just did acid on campus <laughs> and walked around a bunch. But that's what it was. That's what it was. So we fucking took way too much acid and then we were walking around downtown and we just saw these fucking cops talking to some people probably having a civil conversation about like hey you know what's going on I'm just fucking and not even a joke I swear to God it's not even a fucking joke they're standing outside of a Dunkin Donuts I don't know if that was part of it or if they were going I don't know why but we, we saw them and we freaked out we were like what the fuck they're checking everybody like it was Nazi Germany like they're checking everybody fucking make sure they're not on acid <laughs> specifically that's what went through our minds it doesn't make sense in your head though so much like at the oh, time god. that it's so logical oh god yes and then no what made it worse is that we looked at them dead in the fucking eyes and they kind of like um, like to the point where they looked at us like what are you looking the at the cops yeah and then we just fucking like and I do it as a joke like we looked in every fucking we were like what the fuck let's dip down here and then we just ran away it's like the most suspicious thing you could ever do you see a cop and you just dart in any direction that's the best thing ever and then we, well, then the rest of the day we were on acid so we were paranoid we were like they're following us dude man they're fucking they're so, after us. So, so there's specifically you have a line, and I'll probably mess up a few words, but you say, I don't want to drink alone. I want to be with you people, but you guys don't like me. Yeah. That's true, <laughs> That's a too. funny one. Actually, that's less true, because I hang out with so many fucking psychos that'll drink with me either way. <laughs> but, uh... No, isn't that funny though? Like, like people that. are like, oh, a true sign of an alcoholic is just like when you drink alone. But it's like, I don't want to drink alone. I'm just extremely antisocial yeah. and unliked. Right. Well, it's funny. When I started drinking, I started drinking alone. And so I thought, <laughs> you know, it was probably like a year and a half into it where I thought, oh man, people are going to like, I'm drinking alone, so I'm an alcoholic. So I need to start going out to drink. So then I started going <laughs> out to bars to drink. The only reason you're not drinking alone is to be, it's like yeah. to not be an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I don't like any of you guys. I'm just doing this yeah. for my own health. It happened a couple times. I went on some really weird dates. Like, I just, you know, just to go somewhere to have a drink, you know. Right. And I feel, I'm so sorry if any of you were on the receiving end of that. I <laughs> don't remember your name, though. <laughs> You know what? Actually, on the thing of not remembering people's names, I'm classic for this, and I swear to God, I feel bad about it. But, like, I will meet uh, so many people when I'm blacked out, comics and, like, (laughs) ages, managers and stuff. And then they'll come up, and, because I'm I'm just, I hang out at the clubs in Hollywood all the fucking time. I have nothing else to do. It's the only thing I like to do. It's the only place I like to hang out is comedy clubs. And then, uh... People would come up to me like, hey, what's up, dude? Oh, the other night was crazy. What's going on? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's good to see you, man. Uh, I never, I'm like, so uh, throw me on Facebook. What's your last name? Yeah. And then they're like, that's Brian A.B. And I'm like, that's a good trick if you don't know their actual name. Yeah, if you don't you know their name it? at all. Exactly. So what's the. Yeah, no, I did exactly the same thing. Like, I had a phone full of people i had no idea who they were <laughs> they're sending me texts like oh my god yeah the same thing like so much fun 
I just, no idea. I introduced myself to the same girl five times, and I only know that because on the fifth time she said, you've introduced yourself to me five times. <laughs> Classic. So I just stopped going to that place. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's it's, just, yeah, that's just cool, it. man. No, you got to. I had a great time. I if think. If you don't, I don't understand that, then, yeah. like, you're just being a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, if, like, they, if they really wanted to bust your balls, be like, well, you met me five times. Like, look. I'm fucked up all the time. Why do you... Well, yeah. Of course I don't remember. If yeah. You know. Well, she was someone from church, so, like, I don't think she knew I drank as much. <laughs> you can't just be like, <laughs> I've been fucked up every time I've ever met you. <laughs> yeah, it You're going to hell. <laughs> I saw a photo of you from five years ago, and you had short hair, and now you have long hair. But regardless, you have the best hair on anyone I've ever seen. Bam! Thanks. What is that? Is that a conditioner? What the oh, heck? It's Genetics? Filthy. Really? It's the thing it's is. It's so thick and shiny. It's always so shiny. Well, it's, it's just naturally thick, but the thing is, people wash their hair too much. You're taking out essential minerals right, and right. shit, oils and stuff. Your hair needs that to protect itself. Me, I go too far. My hair, I'm just, I'm just a filthy sack of shit. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite comedians? That that's not even written down. I'm just saying that while I'm looking. Um, off the top of my head, living. Top three in no particular order. Actually, I'm gonna bump it up to top four because uh, I I've become I was a huge fan of Theo since he was on Reality Bites Back to the True Comedy Motherfuckers. He's that show great. it was legendary. It had everyone. Uh, Reality Bites Back ran one season on Comedy Central in like 2009. I have, I have a it funny was, story with Theo. It, but it was like Tiffany Haddish fucking. Uh, oh, nice. Red Grant, who was another one of my buddies. Uh, Theo, you had Chris Fairbanks, who I fucking love. And uh, you had like Burt Kreischer. Like, uh, did I say Amy Schumer's on no, that no, fucking no, show? That's awesome. That, that show had like the greatest cast of a thing that went one season. But so I've been a fan of Theo's for years, and then, in, again, in no particular order, Eric Andre, Brody Stevens, uh, Joey Diaz. That's nice. like That's like my top four right there. Those are great. That's a good list. I like that's it. That's a really good list. They all have their strong suits. Yeah. Brody is the, f I've, I've told him a million times, the king of crowd work, where he'll see the crowd and call out shit, and it's like psychic. Like, oh, so you're from Tacoma. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know that? And I was like, because you're wearing the thing and you got the, and it's no, uh, the Badgers. And, and like, they're like, well, how the fuck do you know this? Brody's on a whole other level, though, because I really do think he has some kind of psychic something. Because hey. this will sound crazy, but he, like, came to me in a dream one time. And it was, like, nothing <laughs> weird. But, like, he, like, sent me a message in a dream. And it was something that was so... Like, I remembered it. And I don't think he and I had ever had a conversation, really, in real life. That's awesome. If he was listening, he'd be like, yeah, I did it. He's yeah. not. I, I doubt Brody listens I, to Actually, I got... I, uh, this is less of a Brody story. It's more of a me story. But uh, the first time I ever saw Brody... Like, I was aware of Brody Stevens, but I never sat down and watched his set. And uh, me and my... Again, going back to that uh, Dustin fake name creature... Um, is it really fake name? Is that the middle name? No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, the way that that name got started was because we were all uh, into like doing characters when we were uh, coming out of high school, getting into stand-up, getting out of public access, getting into stand-up. And uh, he used to call himself Dusty Critter because he would do inhalants all fucking day. Oh, my God. And a hat had a frog on it. Oh, badass. And so he called himself Dusty Critter because he, he, he had a critter cap. That's what he called the critter cap. Because <laughs> it was shaped like a frog. And then, 
And then that morphed into dusting creature. Because <laughs> it was more professional. Like exactly, yeah. exactly. It's the He's most an adult now. Way to class up <laughs> a fake drug alias. Yeah. But then everyone still knows who you are. It's not too confusing. Yeah. And it's pretty smart. It sounds like maybe that was his real name <laughs> yeah. the whole time. But right. no, anyway. So me and this dude, like, this is the week before I got the job at the improv. Me and that dude dropped acid again. This always comes back to doing acid. And then. uh we did like three, and we're old trippers. Like I said, we had already done eight. We've yeah, done. Eight. We've been around the block three and, times. But this, I know we we ran around the block <laughs> running from cops that didn't exist. Yeah. Is how folk much acid we did. But uh, we took like three, and it ended up being like way stronger than we thought it was. And then so we're like, please, just like let us in the building. Let's get in our seats, and we'll start laughing, and it'll be great. And then so awesome openers you had uh like byron bowers was an opener i forget the host name but uh, the host was a revelation too it was a female comic i forget her name but she's a fucking revelation like just in my mind of like how to host like if i was gonna mm-hmm. host i'd do it like her oh no i don't want to know who it is i do too i mean i still <laughs> i i don't know i was on acid but uh and then brody was up before eric and again like i knew who he was but i didn't ever sit down and watch him mm-hmm. and then he has this great thing because we're sitting there and we're like just give me my two items and don't <laughs> let me freak out i'm just here to see eric andre on acid <laughs> and uh brody goes up and he has this thing where it sounds like if it was anyone else it would be it would be a joke because it's so fantastical that it's it sounds fake mm-hmm. but it's actually one of his true life stories where he's like yeah i went to ucla the psych ward I was committed for 14 days for saying I have a gun on Twitter. And, well, he was murdering the whole time. He was killing it. And so when he said that, I knew sort of his backstory. And when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, that's actually <laughs> true. <Yeah. laughs> and But the fact that I was in the crowd and I felt like I was losing my mind. Right. And it's the kind of thing when you're on acid, I call it calling sanity's bluff. Where uh, you, so nice. you think... You may never come back. Everyone always comes back because it wears off. It's actually, you know, pretty easy on your system and shit. But, uh, you know, chemically, I don't know about mentally, but you always come back. Everyone, you know, that's the thing. You always got to remember you're tethered to sanity. You'll you'll come back. But uh, unless you're absolutely fucking crazy to begin with. But that's not the point. Uh, but hearing this guy that was legitimately committed to a psych ward say, like, like up there, he became a rock star, you know what I'm saying? That was a revelation to me where I was like, damn, this is, like, there's no level. You could just go absolutely hard as a motherfucker, and you'll always come back. And, and that, specifically through comedy, because you can turn, like, a weird thing, like, being committed into something positive by, like, rocking a show. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's funny, it's funny. But then it's like, that shit's real. Yeah. Like, he really did that. Yeah. But there was a, it was inspirational to me. Yeah. Fucking was like, oh, now I feel, like, less on acid. Now I feel less crazy right. watching you. I know. I think, I think when I started hanging around, I mean, I'm not a comedian, but just being around the comedians and around, there's a normalcy, I felt, to where it was like... I don't know. No. In, in real life, you have to try to, you know, don't say that. Right, you can't right, right. Say right. this right now. Yeah. And so it's fine to just say what's on your mind because it doesn't matter. And probably half of them are drunk anyway. <laughs> there, so it was great. I remember still the first sensation of the first time I was eighteen. We weren't even allowed to be in like the bar area. Mm-hmm. I had to hang out in the sound booth area with the. Uh, uh, not that he wasn't just the sound guy, but he wasn't quite the booker. He was just like a legend. At the 
club I started at laughs. Shout out to Gary Hood, RIP. But uh, when I first walked in there, I was like, because as a kid, you never interact with like adults like that. Everyone's like an authoritarian figure yeah. or somehow like, like, seems like a professional right. and then i ran into like this is the first time in my life i walked into a building and i was like oh everyone here is fucking crazy <laughs> i love this shit like yeah. now i know it was a i literally and it sounds cheesy it's the first time i ever felt like oh this is where i fucking belong yeah yes i exactly. don't well that i've like like i tried to work corporate jobs and stuff like when i was first getting out of high school how'd that go and it, oh it was terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> I, I remember, this is a funny thing, because I was working at a radio station, like, for, like, two weeks. Cool, what you want? And it, it was called, uh... In Arizona? Yeah, I forget, it's a local channel, it might be KUAT, whatever, it was called Voices. Ooh. And it was kind of like the local, you know, the, the voice of the local people kind of thing. That's fun. And then... I walked into this thing. We were all supposed to turn in packets and shit. And I had an envelope. Mm -hmm. And I had a fucking half-smoked, uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's that, black and mild in there. And I walked in there, and everyone was like, it smells like smoke in here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. It it. No, oh. no. But I had just put it out. That's I awesome. just put it out. And then I was like, I'm going to put it in this envelope so that the smell doesn't get out. And everyone was like, it smells like shit in here. That's and, funny. And then I was like, yeah, I can't. I am not cut out for this. And then I go into uh, Laughs Tucson, and everyone there is a fucking maniac. And I'm like, this is my <laughs> style right here. That's awesome. And, it, and it's been the same way ever since. I, I literally, uh, when I see, I love seeing older comics hang out at the improv or the comedy store, uh, just because I'm like, dude, like, yes, of course you're a millionaire, and of course all your friends are millionaires. If I, it, like, if I had all the money in the fucking world, I'd still just want to fucking be hanging out yeah, with my friends at exactly. the same clubs, drinking the same drinks, doing the same retarded shit. Because yep. also at comedy clubs, like, you just act stupid. Mm -hmm. If you did that at a dance club, people are like, that guy might be, like, a little right. retarded a little bit. <laughs> but uh, if you do it at a comedy club, people are like, ah, he's kidding around, right. you know. You're like, or he's a genius. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very true. Like, and there's, there's a very different set of rules that the comedy yes. club would buy this. Oh, it's so like, much more fun. It's like working me. at Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory, which <laughs> yeah. is crazy shit happening on that. That's awesome. When you've done as much acid as Naz has, the Oompa Loompas are always around. You're listening to The Megan Jenkins Show. Go ahead and find her on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you can find her. She's everywhere. Not everywhere, but you kind of get the idea what I'm talking about. Oh, and by the way, I'll challenge Naz myself to a hair off. My secret, Alberto VO5 hot oil treatment. Now back to the Megan Jenkins Show. How would you describe yourself in three, in three words? Or uh, just in as many words as you want. Insane asshole and cool. You think you're an asshole? I try to be. You try to be. <laughs> I think it's so funnier. You're like, really? I okay. think it's funnier. Uh, actually, uh, I think if you look at all great content, I'm not trying to be a human being. I want to be mm -hmm. a character. I, I want to. I don't want to like. When I die, don't put me on a fucking headstone. Don't do any of that shit. Fucking burn me and shoot me to the fucking stars. I just want to be like a actual like cartoon character. And all the best characters are all. If you think about, it, they're all. Uh, 
two things like Homer Simpson, Eric Cartman, um, Bender from Futurama, like uh, even going to like every Jim Carrey character, every Adam Sandler character, every Will Ferrell character. All of the best comedy characters ever made are two things there. One, mentally ill as shit, where they're just disconnected from reality. They're living in their own world. Like, the rest of the world's real, and they're walking, <laughs> and they're just bypassing them, just fucking shit up. Yeah. And then on top of that, just rude. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, just not... Like, if you met Homer Simpson in real life, he's strangling his kid, he's fucking swilling beers all the time. Right. You'd be like, this is a horrible person. Yeah. But uh, I, the t- the term I think was coined in uh, the Water Boy. There's a scene where there's those two guys on the on the bleachers. They're watching the game, and they go, "He's the best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana." He's like, his buddy turns to him and goes, "Joe Montana was a quarterback. You insane asshole." <laughs> and to me, that's the best. That's the best. But then also, be a little cool on top of that, you know. Be chill, don't yeah, be a complete yeah. piece of shit. Plus, too, some of like some of their meanness and whatever comes from just a place of ignorance. So it's like they're mean right. and rude accidentally well, and hurting is... people cause, <laughs> just because they don't know any better. There is kind of a stupidity that goes along with that. And just having no level of like, I, I especially think uh, Homer, Eric Cartman, and I feel like I'm forgetting one. Uh, just like every character on Family Guy, basically. But those are the. Non-humans to me, like cartoon characters, are the funniest things to me. Where uh, it's just so like, just fucking like, if you met those people in real mm-hmm. life, they'd be pieces of shit. But <laughs> in a cartoon, it's cool. All right, cool. Do you do you did you go to college and stuff? Mm, yeah, I went to the U of A. Uh, okay. Not to go to oh, classes. That's, right. you did say that. <laughs> that's kind of a rip of a Brody's right. thing. Yeah, I went to UCLA. I went to the U of A. Not to do classes. I was just walking around on acid the whole time. No, I never went to college. Actually, uh, one of my buddies was in college, and uh-huh. he was like, "You guys should come to my class. It's like kind of cool. It's kind of interesting." And then like, uh, also, there was bad influences where we were, like walked into his class like late. We were, and then we were like all bored and shit. And then do like. I am so ignorant. I don't know what you'd call it. A little intermission kind of thing. And like, uh, stretch your legs. And then we just left. We were, I was in a college class for like 15 minutes and then left <laughs> to go get high. <laughs> well, Literally, that's what you're like, you guys right, want to go so fucking... Yeah. yeah. No. I... Yeah. I call it tripping upwards, honestly. I don't know. I like that. I don't know what... Because it's like, when you're tripping, everyone, you're supposed to be out of your mind. But, and also metaphorically, like, when you're tripping, you fall down. But somehow, by just being retarded my whole life, I keep getting different, like, also comedy, it kind of works out, because that's like, you you know, who wants to see, like, somebody that's way smarter and better than everyone? Who mm-hmm. wants to see a dumbass, poor idiot, you know, on stage? That's the best, is when someone's like, like, oh, if you're at the lowest level you're always hitting up you're never picking on anyone that's you know? true and yeah. so I call it tripping upwards where yeah. somehow on paper my life should be horrible <laughs> cause I really have no credentials at all but somehow things just keep going well that's awesome I call it tripping upwards I like it do you do you have any celebrity crushes or anything how silly of a question is that 
<laughs> all of them. I don't know. All Who's of a them. Fucking, uh, Anyone that's like come into the to the improv or anywhere you've been that you were just like, oh my god, I'm freaked out uh, over. Been a lot. They're not. Honestly, I thought I had a really good chance of hooking up with Miley Cyrus one time. Really? Because uh, she came in to do uh, this guy that used to work at the improv for years, Andy Ostroff, had a show, and uh, shout out to Andy Ostroff. And randomly, like weirdly, like. Like, Bieber will come to some comedy shows because he's friends with Chris D'Elia. I don't know how the... And then, like... That's a strange parent. Actually, it's not. Like, no, I get that. That those makes two, a lot of sense. Yeah, those two go together. <laughs> yeah. Like, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga knew somebody on a show one time, so she came in one time. One time, I don't know who she knew or why she was there. Miley Cyrus came in, but... You know, it was, like, in her rebellious phase. Now yeah. she's kind of going back to being, like, wholesome and shit. Oh, she's rad. But I was, like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was fucking just acting up. You know, I was doing my normal thing. I was all drunk, acting retarded at the bar. And then, uh, also, how many times am I going to slander retards in this fucking thing? <laughs> but that's just, that's the way I talk. I suck. But, uh, suck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, my last house is there. And I was like, she was, you know, this is her phase of, like, when she was all fucked up. And then, uh, I was like, I just thought it was highly plausible that she'd be like, no, because then if I hook up with some scumbag, it'll get on TMZ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she was, like, really trying to go for the lowest common denominator at the time, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She was, though. That was her thing. She's like, I'm going to be as scumbaggy as possible. And I was like, literally, like. I have a the, chance. Well, yeah. I was <laughs> That's like, awesome. If you That's fuck funny. me, that would be the most scumbaggy thing you could do. Do you have... Brothers and sisters. I worded that so weird. Do you have brothers and sisters? <laughs> I said it, not worded it. I, uh, I don't know if we were talking about this before we started rolling, but I have one sister, and if it, it, she's like way fucking smarter than me. She was a paramedic, now she's doing something in an office. Wow. In the, Is she older? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she's doing some medical type thing. I don't really understand really cool. what it is, but she's fully trained. She could probably save... She, she did. That's what she did for many years was save lives and shit. Yeah. But like... I think, honestly, if I come off educated at any point, it's not due to me. I'm the dumbest person in my family. Everyone in my family is much smarter than me. And uh, I think being around them, if I sound smart at any point ever, it's only due to being around them. That's awesome. Because I, I have no education at all. I barely graduated high school. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, like what it is because yeah I have one sister and she's super smart does she think you're funny um I think some of the stuff I say she thinks is funny I think some of the stuff she's like I like are you okay like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> do you get along with your parents are they still together or alive I um am I opening any weird yeah no no my dad is so chill my dad's the only one alive right now but uh no, oh, he loves my shit. No, yeah. my dad loves my shit. I swear to God, my dad is like, like, people are like, wonder why I'm like this. I'm like, dude, I was, whenever I hang out with my dad, he's got like a fucking ice chest in the back. But again, he's like, he literally, he fucking worked his way through, uh, like, I think Pima Community College. And then when he was like 20, he got into U of A and then he got all these fucking like, he got into, like, the education field and stuff. When he's, like, 40, he put himself through Harvard. Oh, my God. And so he's super fucking smart. But, again, wow. again, way smarter than me. Way fucking smarter than me. But, uh, but, uh, he'll drive around with a fucking ice chest full of Bud Lights. That's and awesome. 
I don't, like, I'll have a couple cocktails as if I'm good. Also, it's a terrible message. Buzz driving is drunk driving. But, but... It's true. Like, I will never have an open container. And just be like, he doesn't right. give a fuck. He's just driving around drinking fucking buds. But that's why I love that's him. That's amazing. That's is why like, I fucking love him. Is he like an inventor or something? Like, I mean, that's just... No, that's kind no. Of a, what did he do? He's just a uh, super educated... See, the thing is, people think like, oh, if you can't do you teach but mm-hmm. that's not true at all it, the te- there, there's an art to teaching oh, that's yeah. why there are good teachers bad teachers so he's just like but he's beyond that mm-hmm. he trains the people that become good teachers that's how fucking smart that's he is. cool uh, he's wow. done everything he was a principal he was an administrator he fucking wrote curriculums and shit he was asked to write books and shit but uh he never did that he never like like quote unquote sell out shit he, but uh he was real well-known in Arizona for going in, like, the worst schools. Like, when you think of, like, oh, these inner-city schools, they're all fucked up and stuff. Like, no, literally, like, there's some places in Arizona, like, third-world countries. And you go into and flip them around. And uh, that was his thing for many years, was just, like... Wow, that's really cool. Taking the worst fucking schools and then he would get them up higher mm-hmm. like their scores would be higher than like private schools and yeah. shit so he was a highly sought after kind of guy was but, that an issue like when you were in school because you said you barely grab and i'm sure it's not because your intelligence probably just you know like like i walked around with just a backpack and nothing in it i didn't do any homework so i get i hated school yeah i actually went to some pretty okay schools but uh was he upset with you a lot, though, because of this? Just... Yeah, at the time. But, uh... I think he's rolled with the punches a lot. I mean, he's been pretty chill. Overall, considering everything he did, mm-hmm. uh, and then everything I did, he, uh... Like... Yeah, he never busted my balls for being on all That's types rad. of fucking crazy drugs. He knew... But he never busted my balls about it or anything. And I think now he sees, like, we have known so many people that fucked up. Like, like when they talk about the opioid epidemic, like, literally, no. I saw it, like, it happened in real time. Yeah. I was like, oh, that guy's kid down the street, now he's all fucked up. And that kid's guy down the street, he's all fucked up. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm just on acid. Like, I just go to the spirit realm once a month. <laughs> I'm not popping pills every fucking day. Yeah. And, uh, so I think in that sense, he kind of gets it now, where he's like, actually, you somehow did figure it all out, yeah. and you're not a horrible piece of shit, so I'm not gonna bust your balls That's about cool. it. That's cool. Like, he trusted you. He trusted that you knew what to do for yourself. Oh, but at the time, I mean, he didn't, well, yeah, he didn't understand it at all. He mm-hmm. didn't, he was like, oh, I, you're gonna end up fucking talking to yourself on the side of the street, and I'm like, yeah. you know what, maybe... But I'm just way too cool to fucking do that. Yeah. Also, yeah. I still might end up doing right. that one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though. Do you? What's your favorite joke that you tell of your your own? Um, favorite? There's two. Okay, I'm gonna break it down to two things. Okay. One that is one, like it's like if I had a classic, it would be the one. It's basically the one I open with. 99% like if I need to get the crowd on my side if it's a big show or I'm just like phoning it in this is a joke I'll tell first almost every time 
which is uh which is uh, it's similar to the uh what was the drinking thing we were talking about earlier with oh i don't want to uh, drink alone right it's similar to that where i'm like people accuse me of being an alcoholic they say first thing in the morning do you feel like having a drink i'm like fuck no I don't wake up in the morning. <laughs> I wake up from my benders at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Also very true. <laughs> I like that. I literally <laughs> woke up. I rolled out of bed and I came here. But, uh... That's awesome. Then, this Me other too. one... The other one is a new one. <laughs> literally, it it's only pertinent to, like, February of 2018. Other than that, like, I can't even tell it now. And it's March. I've... It's already... But I love it so much because it was so... It combined two topics, which is something I like to do, is combine two things and just make both of them weird. Where uh, So the Olympics were going on right around the same time that Parkland shooting happened in yeah. Florida. And I was saying that uh, I love the Winter Olympics because you get to see a lot of different sports you don't normally get to see all the time. There's one sport called the biathlon where these guys are skiing down the slopes. They're doing cross-country skiing. And then they uh, come up to these targets. They whip out a rifle out of nowhere and they start shooting these targets. How did we not win gold in this? How is this not our national pastime? <laughs> That's all we do in this country is shoot, shoot shit now. And then uh, I talk about, like, I want to see really the coverage. Funny. I want to see the coverage of that uh, sport. Like, uh, coming up to the starting block is the young prodigy from Team USA. And he's not even wearing, like, the unitard, right. the uniform thing. He's got, like, a black trench coat like and Morpheus glasses. <laughs> got, like, a bowl cut and a Jan Sport. He's just going down the thing with a backpack, whips out an AR-15, <laughs> takes down, like, 20 targets at a time. It's, it's funny, though. That was <laughs> one of my favorites. And I can't tell it anymore. It's probably the last it's time so, I'll ever tell it. It's so, like, I... That is funny. It's smashed. It's a good observation. Oh, too. it's like we. It's smashed for like two weeks, and now it's just like funny. people are like, yeah, the Winter Olympics was like two <laughs> months ago. What the fuck are you talking about? I like that. What do you like to talk about when you? What do you notice in people? Like you seem pretty observant. I mean, all comedians are fairly observant, and they can nah, read people know. pretty well. I don't know. What do you find funny? Like, is there something that always makes you laugh? I just think dumb shit's funny. I yeah. think that's... Because I, li I appreciate smart humor, mm -hmm. and it makes me laugh. But I find that the funniest things are always the, the dumbest things. Yeah. Like, dumb shit is just like... If you can't laugh at somebody falling down or shit in their pants or getting <laughs> hit in the head... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just funny. Like, right. That'll all... You can show that to a caveman, they'd fucking laugh. <laughs> all right. Well, you think you think we're good? You think we got everything? Yeah, yeah. That was a, I actually I looked at the clock right now. I was like, "Damn, we fucking knocked it out." Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Now, hopefully, Kyle's not saying. Anyway, hey, he's in the bar. He's yeah. chilling. Thank you so much, Naz, Janice. Everybody, go see Naz at the Hollywood Improv. We'll either be performing or giving you a drink, and he's just awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you thank for you. having me. Thank you. Well, we'll see you later. Meghan! Bring it in! <laughs> Thank you. That's a wrap! Bye-bye. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our guest, Naz Janice. Thank you to Bob Romo. And I hope you have a great night. See you next time. Bye-bye.